Good evening, everybody. Welcome to episode 18, Sports Talk with Jeff and Mike. It is Thursday night, October 12th. 12th. Thank you. 2017. Michael Elkins here with my co-host, Jeff Kamenetsky. Jeff, what's going on? What's happening? Welcome to Thursday night and a lot going on. Huge. Baseball. A lot of stuff. Football. Football news. Ezekiel Elliott. Ezekiel Elliott. Game tonight. Big games this weekend. A lot of stuff going on. I'm going to tell you what the theme for this show is tonight. Are you ready? What the is theme it? for this show is, I believe I had that. And I'm stealing that from Tony Kornheiser, but it fits tonight because we are going to go through a number of topics, and I'm going to say many times, I called that. I could say it too, because I've got some stuff that I called, right? So we could, we could both play at this game. Well, we can count them up and see, but I think I'm going to be the winner. Yeah, but your season's not over yet. I think you said that they were going all the way, but let's not, well, give, let's it, get let's into not it. give it away. All right, we have a lot to get into, everybody. Great, great show. This is the best time of the sports year, and frankly... This today, the last few days are no be- no better example why this is the best time of the sports year. We are going to talk about some amazing series um, in Major League Baseball. Indians, Yankees, we're going to get into. Nats, Cubs, we're going to a Game 5 tonight. tonight. So uh, we're going to try to get this show done so we can go watch that. NFL Week 6, Ezekiel Elliott's suspension reinstated by the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals. Lots to talk about. So before we get into everything real quick... What is the This Day in Sports? This Day in Sports. 1986. Were you even born, Mike? Oh, you flatter me that you think <laughs> well, I'm I know that the answer. Young. You I was were, 11. You were a young child. I was 11. So I was go 11. back to 1986, October 12th. So that, if you remember that baseball season, it was a season where the Mets, the Astros, the Red Sox, the Angels won their divisions handily. No contest. But, is the, this but the, the playoffs were really tremendous playoffs. You lost... In the Bill Buckner game is that Astros Mets series so and the, that game six. So the is Astros Mets series, no. Oh. This is, oh. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, but, then, but the, continue. That, I, that's for another day. That was a tremendous series. That, that a tremendous game, that game too. to avoid uh, facing Mike Scott in Game Seven. But October twelfth, nineteen eighty-six. Picture this: American League Championship Series. The Angels. Oh, up three games. Uh, oh, can up, I call it? Is it, call it? Is it? Is yes. it? Dave Henderson. Yes. And it's gone, the Al Angels, Michaels. The Angels are May up. he rest in peace, Dave Henderson. Yes, he recently passed away. Dave Henderson was a very good ball player for the Boston Red Sox. In 1986, the Angels were up three games to one in the American League Championship And the Red Sox were dead. Red dead, were dead and buried. The Angels are playing at home. I remember this game verge, like it was yesterday. Right, on the verge of their first World Series championship. Gene Mock. Right. Owner. So, I mean, so, manager. So game five. Angels are up. Three to three to one, they get two more in the bottom of the seventh. They're up five to one, going to the top of the ninth. And Mike Witt and Roger Clemens, I believe, pitched Witt, that game. Correct. Witt is in the game in the ninth. Allows a leadoff single to Buckner. Strikes out Jim Rice. They're two outs away from going to the World Series. Don Baylor comes up, two strikes. It's a two-run home run. It's now Angels four, Red Sox. I'm sorry, Angels five, Red Sox four. Top of the ninth. Witt comes out after getting one more batter. Now there's two outs. Gary Lucas faces Rich Gedman, who had been 3-for-3 three three in the game. Couldn't get him out for the last out. He hits Gedman. Brings up um, uh, Mr. Henderson. Change pitchers. Angels change pitchers. In comes Don, Donnie Moore. Donnie Moore. Now there's two outs. May he also Man, rest in peace. Suicide. Correct. Man on first. Two outs. Two strikes on Henderson. 
Angels on the doorstep of going to their first ever World Series. And what happens? We know Dave Henderson goes deep on Donnie Moore. Two-run home run. Red Sox go up 6-5. But what happens? And they cough it up. The Angels tied in the bottom of the ninth inning. We're going to extras. Well, and but a lot of forgotten yeah. in that game, and it, and it might might not have been had the Red Sox lost. Remember, the Angels tied that up on a home run that I believe goes off of. Um, I want to say it's Baylor's glove. I don't think it, it went off someone's glove in the outfield. If you remember, it came crashing against the wall, had it, and then dumped it over the fence. But I think that was earlier. I think that was the home run by. Uh, Gritch, oh, exactly right. what happened early off right. of Henderson's glove. That's right, and that, then Henderson came back. That was in the sixth inning. Gritch right. hit it, and it went off his glove. Rob Wolfong uh, gives uh, ties the game for the Angels in the bottom of the ninth inning, but then it goes to the eleventh inning when Henderson again with a sacrifice fly when, uh, and that's the winner. drives in the go ahead run, and Calvin Chiraldi, who we know about later, what happens to him in the World Series. Uh, retires the side on the bottom of the 11th. The Red Sox win that game 7-6 yeah. and then go back to Boston and take game 6 and, seven. and game 7 Both. and go to the World Series and lose to my Mets. But And, and game 6 and 7 were unmemorable. By they the were way. unmemorable. Not memorable. They were easy victories for the uh, Red Sox, 10-4 and 8-1. to one. So Donnie Moore, as we know, gives up that home run October 12th, 1986. He later takes his own life a couple of years later. Uh, he had gone into all kinds of problems subsequent to that. And Dave Henderson, who will always be remembered for that, I'll always remember him after the home run, jumping up and down as he goes towards yeah. first base. You know, so he uh, passed away not long ago. But uh, I know I remember that game. I wasn't even in, I was a Mets fan, just waiting to see who the Mets were going to play. But uh, that happened in 1986 on this day, October 12th. That's great. Um, all right, let's get into it. To Nats Cubs game five tonight um, in Washington. What a series! I mean, what a series! Oh, man. I, I mean, you can just go. You got really two things here, I think. Two two points in this series. One, um, the Nats were dead in Game Two. They won't. They yeah. were dead, and and Bryce Harper uncorks one out of no out of oh, nowhere, yeah, and and all of a sudden they are it alive again, up. and then they're dead again, and then last night. We are, I forget the inning. What was the inning where Lester picks off Zimmerman? Yeah, it must have been. I, I don't, it, was the, it was the middle of the game, maybe the sixth or seventh. Lester's he, in in relief. And he had pitched great. Nats are down one nothing. <laughs> Zimmerman's leading off first. Wrigley's feeling good. Lester, who can't throw to first base, and, and you know he's in the game in relief. Zimmerman gets picked off. And I remember I texted you and yeah. I said, you know, if the Nats lose this game, and it looked like they might, the title of this show is going to be, the title of this episode is... You can't. Who gets picked off by Lester? I mean, it, yeah, it would have been the biggest pickoff. Z- Zimmerman in playoff was, history. Was, was taking a huge lead, and I'm Which like, made no sense. And, and then I remember, well, Lester can't throw over, right? He he, he just incapable of throwing over. <laughs> he throws over, and and, and and gets him and picks him. Sides, and then of course the grand slam that that my silenced God. Chicago. Oh um, other part of this game was Strasburg. Was he going to pitch? Was he not going to pitch? Was he sick? Is he not sick? Was he pressured? He looked great. I tell you, for all that drama that, oh he, that he, he, he wasn't up for a big game, or he was afraid, or he was a little ill, I've never seen him better. Or he stri- strikes out 12. He was dominant. Unbelievable. And he might have come out for the eighth. I don't know. Uh, Taylor not hit the home run. The grand slam it was still one nothing. Maybe he would have come out. I'm thinking, how can Dusty take him out? The guy is absolutely filthy. And, of course, it wasn't needed after the grand slam. And it was 5 nothing. And the, and the, and the Nationals 
did what they needed to take the game to bring it back. But, but and they silenced. Oh, the Chicago. crowd. The crowd was just dead. Dead silence. after that. Dead silence. So who's pitching tonight? So we're waiting. Geo. 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 It's been Geo. Scherzer is available. I mean, it's all hands on deck. Scherzer's going to pitch in this game. Geo's probably. I, Gio gives up a run or two, and he's, he's coming out. out. He's out, and it's it's going to go right to Scherzer. Um, who's pitching for the Hendricks, Cubs? Who right. who was dominated in, in in the first game against the uh, the Nationals? So the and Lester not available. Well, maybe not. Available. Yeah, yeah, and Lester no. But I mean, Hendricks was really really good. But um, uh, you know what? The uh, the Cubs bullpen had a little bit of a problem yesterday. The Cubs bullpen is bad. It's really not that good. Even Wade Davis. Well, he gave up the he gave, he, up, he the, gave up the grand, the grand slam. slam. And I'm like Davis. I go. They're not going to hit this guy. But sure enough, they do. Um, the Nationals, whose bats have been dormant, I mean, the top... Well, eighth innings. Yeah. Both, but game two and game four, huge eighth innings. And then, but but they were doing nothing. Turner wasn't hitting. Harper wasn't hitting, except for that home run. Murphy, all of a sudden, things, they well, start to make some noise. Turner started to hit. None of them are hitting, except in the eighth inning of those two games, which is I bizarre. But, but Nationals got there because of a potent lineup, and that lineup hasn't been doing anything. So I think tonight, in front of their home crowd, they're going to wake up, even though they've never won a series, a post a, a Well, they haven't, they haven't been around that long. They haven't been around, but the Expo, I mean, it's, it's a franchise that hasn't done yeah. anything in the postseason. But I think they can open up. I mean, they came, they got there with hitting. I think their lineup is too good. There's, there's, there's too many bats in that lineup. And you're right, the Cubs' bullpen is suspect. Um, and we, th- we thought that all season the Nationals' bullpen was going to be suspect. They've been ex- the guys they picked up, yeah, do little to be very, very good. So but big game tonight. I think if you're the Nationals, you have got to get on the board early because yeah. if this thing crawls to the fifth to the sixth one nothing two one you know yeah. something like that and and the chicago's up it's going to be it's going to be a little bit of worry time in washington i mean they're, they're, you're going to start talking about them are they the washington capitals you know they <laughs> they keep they can do really well in the regular season and get there so i mean i cannot wait for this game tonight uh, a lot I of think intrigue, it's exciting, man. and um, I, I can't tell you who's going to win. I have no prediction because it's it's a game, it's a deciding game in baseball. I mean, it, look, if Geo gets an early hook and Scherzer comes in, I mean, it's an opportunity for Scherzer to go to legendary status, right? I mean, best pitcher in baseball yeah. probably should not have been pulled in game. Was it right, one? Should, it should not have no, been pulled. Game sh- two. He shouldn't have been pulled. He was no, it was a, he I think that was a no mistake hitter, by Baker. Yeah. Hitter. Then a one hitter, and then he, he gets had 98 yanked. pitches yeah. because he's coming off a hamstring injury. No, he's the got, best he's pitcher go. you got. He's a stud. Go with him, and um, you gotta go to. And if Geo gets in trouble, yeah. you gotta go to Scherzer early. So I find it interesting. Last year, the Cubs had the great hitting team, but the big three starters were Hendricks, Arietta, Lester. They had great seasons. Not great this it, year, right? It took them to the World Series. Not this year. This year, the Nationals have the lineup. They got the big three. Scherzer, Strasburg, and Gio had his best year. That's why I predicted them to go to the World Series. But something tells me, you know, the Nationals have been snake bit. All my friends who are Nationals, they're just expecting something to go wrong tonight. And actually, that's what I think is going to happen. Something's going to go wrong. And I think the Cubs are going to win something. But, I mean, this is exciting. It's It's great. This is great. Two great teams. And the Dodgers are just waiting in the wings. Rested. Rested. uh, Planning their, their, their lineups and their rotation, depending on who wins. But they a great, great Serious. How All about right. the American? Let's, yeah, Let, let's get to the the the, the what yeah. was to been the best series so far. Um, oh. Indians down 0-2. I mean up up two zero. The Yankees storm back, take the series, file that under. I believe I had that. Um, <laughs> that's the first. I believe I had that. Uh, what the, uh, you know? Man. Modern baseball, right? 
Yankees win the game with either a 15 or 16 strikeout. They struck out. The team struck out 15 or 16 times. They win the game. Sabathia has a huge, huge game. And what is this for the Indians now? The So it's a sixth straight loss in a where they could game. clinch a series. right? Going the, back to 07, the ALCS against the Red Sox. Right. Where they lost three in a row. They right. were 3-1. Well, the World Series last year. In the World Series last year, and they these lost. Games now, these, right. these games now. So they... You know, I don't know what's going on with them. I feel bad for their fans. Um, to me, it was it was clearly feel- the Yankees were playing with house money and seemed to be loose, co- confident, and like you know, nobody expected us to be here. Well, the Indians, I think they no, nope, somebody the expected pressure. them to be here. Yes, somebody but, did. But, but the but the you public, hear me, New the York? public did not, and they didn't <laughs> expect them to win this series, and they seemed much looser. And the Indians seemed tight. They they stopped fielding the ball. They stopped hitting Ramirez, Lindor, the guys who carried yeah. them. Stopped hitting. And Miller was not as effective. He, he was, was good. He was good last night. He, he was good last night. But he wasn't. He gave up. He gave up the home run uh, the right. night before. Right. But you know what? What, what, what kind of team the Yankee team is? Um, Aaron Judge sets a record for most strikeouts in a series. Has a terrible series. He homered terrible. Sanchez didn't do anything. Yet Gregorius. Yeah. Gardner. Yep. And CC Sabathia, who comes in and pitches. He's throwing in the eighties. I'm looking at the pitch count at the speeds. No one touched him. No one. He was fantastic. And let me tell you, Brett Gardner, and you and, you, you and I talked about this before the podcast, guy is a gamer. That, that at bat against... Um, nine foul. Putting, oh nine foul God. ball. That is a, that is a workman-like at bat. Let me tell you something. Man. And that's He's playoff a baseball. Gamer. He's a gamer. Yeah. Didi's a gamer. So they, it's a kind of uh, team where you don't need the stars, the same guys every day to... To come up big, they come up with big and, with different guys. And this Yankee team really reminds me of the 15 Royals um, because they don't need a starter to go seven. I mean, they need them to go five. Five and, five, five I, and a third, six maybe, because you, that is a right. deep The same type deep of bullpen. A bullpen, but a different yeah. offense. Because, Better offense. Because those Royals were a... More of a small ball offense. I agree, but these I'm, guys I'm talking put about their bullpen, with the bullpen. Absolutely, you saw what Chapman did. You saw what Robertson did. Oh he my came God. in, got the double play, pitched two more innings. Didn't even go to Batanzas. They could have. That bullpen is so intimidating. It's the best in baseball, and and they and they proved it. But their starters, Tanaka, who when the, the first game back in New York, they needed a big game. He pitches incredible. This team has come up big and big, and they're playing. Well, let's talk about the series against the Astros. I mean, what do you think? I I know you picked them. You're still going Yank- with them. Uh, you obviously. Got yeah. Now, but I mean, look, to be fair, I said I'm sticking with them because I picked them in the middle of this. I picked them in the beginning of the season. I picked them in. The, I stuck with them in the middle of the season. And then I was like, well, I'm going to stick with them. But I thought it was a weak pick. But I stuck with them because I've had them. I've had the Yankees all year. Um, look, Houston's really good. I don't put too much stock into what they did for the Red Sox. File it under our second. I believe I had that. The Red Sox went out with a whimper. Um, I had the Red Sox win in the division. I did. But yeah, I, but I I've been telling you all further. year, they're really not that they good. Weren't that and they're good. not. I don't know how they won the division they're a, over the Yankees. The Yankees club, are a better team. They're a clubhouse, the, the clubhouse is a mess. They fired John Farrell. That's for another podcast. Uh, I'm not a fan of Dombrowski. Also for another podcast. So the Astros had kind of a cakewalk. Look, um, I like the Yankees in the series because I, I do believe in momentum in sports. The Astros have just kind of been lolly, lulled around. They didn't have any kind of challenge against Boston. I mean, the Yankees are they are cruising. They got the mojo right now. They have got all of it now. That doesn't mean though that that one-two punch in Houston's rotation can't shut them down. 
because it, momentum's only as good as the starting pitcher. And and look, Keuchel's good. Um, Verlander, yeah, and, and now it's seven Verlander. Games, seven game series. You're going to see yeah. these guys multiple times. Yeah, I don't think there's nothing's going to matter relative to home field. I don't think home field's too big of a deal in baseball. Um, but I like the Yankees in six. I like the. I think I disagree with you in the home field. The Yankees are really good at home. They're also playing really good on the road. You know, the Indians were the toughest team to strike out. Um, well, actually, the second fewest in baseball. The fewest was the Astros. But the Yankees struck them out, I mean, 25 times in the two Yankee Stadium games. Yankees pitchers have stepped up. Severino, Tanaka, yeah, they, yeah, they Tanaka and CeCe Sabathia have shown that they could, that they could take, take down a potent lineup. The Astros have the best lineup in baseball. But when you compare run differential, Yankees were actually better. They were the two, real, two of the top teams where the Indians were the top. But the, the Yankees are, are just about as good as team as the Astros. They have a better bullpen. Well, let me, let me tell you where they have a lineup that could be just as potent. And where I think it's tremendously significant in the playoffs, they have a better manager. And I, I'm not knocking A.J. Hinch, by the way, but if you're going to give me A.J. Hinch or Joe Girardi, I'm going with Joe Girardi all day. I think Girardi's fantastic. I've always said that. He gets a bad rap in New York. I think he saved his job, although I'm quietly hoping that he leaves and, and maybe he ends up the Yankees, up the road at Fenway. I think his team. But I like the job. Yankees. I, I like the Yankees all the way. I've said that all along. Look, I, I'm not a Yankee fan, but I respect. Well, I'm them. not either. And I, but I, it is what it is. I do like Girardi, and this team has got it going on. It's the kind of team where you've seen it before. They uh, a playoff team gets in maybe through a wild card and they get hot. We see it in football. We've seen it in baseball, and they take down supposedly better teams. So I, I don't know. I think um, it's going to be an interesting series. I, I am not going to – you know, I came in here thinking Houston, Houston, but something tells me no. that, that the Yankees got something going on, and they are going to take this series, I think, also. And I think you're probably right in six or seven. Um, I, I, I don't know. I think Judge has to – Judge and Sanchez have to do more than what they did in the Cleveland series for them to beat Houston. Um Although, having said that, I, I said earlier that the Indians were the best team in baseball, and the Yankees took, uh, and the Yankees just took them down. Yeah. The one thing about the Astros, they have a very strong right-handed hitting lineup. Um, so I don't know about a lefty, what Sabathia, if he gets a start against Houston, which he will, is going to do. The Astros are strong from the right side. Um, Verlander, Keuchel, very, very important that those guys pitch better than Corey Kluber, who got rocked twice against the Yankees. Arguably, he's the best pitcher in the American League, and, and he didn't show it. So, man, I'm looking forward to this series. Oh, it's going to be amazing. All right, everybody, uh, we are going to take a very, very short break. We're going to be right back with National Football League Week 6 preview. So sit tight. We'll be back in a few seconds. This is Sports Talk with Jeff and Mike. All right, everybody, we're back. Thanks for sticking with us. All right, excuse me. Week six, National Football League. Um, not not a heavy, not a great uh, schedule this it's week. Not. It's we're gonna not. we'll start we're gonna start off with um, with the, the teams that we obviously cover specifically: the Giants, who zero and five. And uh, what do you think about this matchup this week? Well, I looked on Broncos, the, right? Yeah. I mean, Sunday night. I looked on the schedule early in this. Where's the, where's the, the game? The season started. It's in Denver. I know. I, I looked at this early before the season. I go, wow. I go. I could see the Giants being four and one coming in here. I could see the Broncos being four and one, and never yeah. suspected all of the crap that went down with this. Team. And now Cromartie, 
Cromartie suspended, uh, suspended or left the team. Apparently had a blow up with McAdoo Sunday. I'm not More sure. More signs was, of unrest yeah, well, in an uncontrolled uh, locker look, room. If, if it, there was any unrest before the season, certainly after an 0-5 start and what they've gone through, I can't imagine that locker room right now. So OBJ out for the season. Brandon Marshall out for the season. Wasn't doing much anyway out for the season. Sterling Sharp is out. He's going to be back, but he's out. They're going with a lot of, a lot of rookie wide receivers. Who knows? They, they could find some, some diamonds in the rough. But, you know, I have to predict this game, right? I have to, you know, consider the Giants and the, and the Broncos. Uh, you know, I'm picking, obviously, I, can't, I don't think it's going to be a very close game. The Broncos are giving, I think, uh, what do I have, 9 or 11 or something, Mike. I, I, I don't know what it was, but I'm going with the Broncos. Denver is fighting for a division. The Giants are not. So the Giants got to find some heart and find some reason to play hard. They'll play hard, but, but they need some pr- to find some inner, inner pride. You know, I think Wayne Gallman was a fine the last few weeks so that they show a running game. But look, the season is a disaster. They, they you know, almost, my, my fear is almost that they go 5 and 11. Right. And then keep the entire coaching staff and, and that's all not going to happen. I, I, you know, but that's my fear. Somehow they're going to, uh, uh, you know, find some, some uh, excitement and some wins and then everybody stays. I, I, I think you're right. I think McAdoo and the, the whole thing has got to be gone. Yeah. I don't Reese think there's any way McAdoo else. stays. Too many mistakes, too many uh, uh, non-moves in the off season. And that's where they find themselves. So even if they were a healthy team, they weren't playing well. And now that they've lost all these, all these player to injuries, it's going to be, uh, tough to watch them for the next uh, 11 weeks. But um, they play the Broncos. Broncos are a strong team, especially defensively. And, uh, you know, I, I, I don't think the Giants are going to stick with them. But maybe out of pride, I could be wrong, and the Giants might, might surprise us. But I, I right. think the Broncos are going to win big. Um, Patriots travel to the New York Jets. I'll actually be at that game. Um, look, the Jets aren't as bad as everybody says. Belichick talked about it. In his press conference, they don't turn the ball over. They get the ball to their running backs. I mean, Powell um, has been a nice substitute for Forte. Um, I think the Jets are playing, you know, certainly hard. Belichick talked about that, that on the film you can really see a lot of second effort on a lot of plays, tackle real well, special teams they do real well. Um, they now, played, have they played anybody good, really? No, and, and I'm parroting yeah. what Belichick says, which you know he makes every team sound like yeah, the, he's worried about you know the 27 Yankees or whatever. So it's it's hard to say. But look, I mean the Patriots, a couple things that have to happen in this game. One, they got to keep Tom Brady upright. Uh, so look for I think him to get the ball out faster, whether that's to Amendola or perhaps Burkhead, who's supposed to be back this week, um, which is a huge, a huge addition for this offense. Brady talked about you know using Amendola a lot, so you might see a lot of faster patterns to Amendola. The other thing is, I want to see what they do with with Stephon Gilmore. Is Gilmore going to be placed in single coverage while the rest of the defense um, schemes a little bit more, or are they going to try to work him back into those schemes that he seemed to have problems with those first three weeks? So three or four weeks, I should say. So uh, I think there's a lot there. I don't think this is a cakewalk for the Patriots at all. The line on the game is nine and a half. I actually have the Jets plus the nine and a half. This is a lot like what I said with the Houston game. I think the Patriots will win the game. I do not think it will be nine and a half. I, it wow. might be by a touchdown. Maybe New England. Maybe at the end of the game, New England's up by ten and they give up the field goal, or they're up by ten and they give up the touchdown and they win by three, or they win by seven. But I don't think they're going to win by nine and a half. Um, it's always tough to play at MetLife for the Patriots. These Jets games are always tough. It's their first division game of the year. So I think it is a big game for New England in that sense. Um, 
now Buffalo has a bye week. It, look, New England uh, has to be more consistent both on offense and defense. And the running game has to be better. We talked about this last week. You can't yeah. win if you can't convert third and one. I think it's the protection for, for Brady that's been their biggest weakness and biggest surprise for me. Look, the Jets, if they're any hope of being taken seriously, then they could stay in this game. I don't think anybody expects them to win, but if they could stay close, um, I don't think they will. But uh, I, I, I think that they have some some uh, p- potential and uh, to stay with the Patriots. But the Patriots' defense has been surprisingly bad. I don't think the Jets could put, could put enough points on the board. I don't think they, they have that kind of offense to really scare the Patriots. So I'm looking for the Patriots in a, in a, in a two-touchdown win. But Well, um, from your lips to God's ears. Look, man, we'll see. I, I yeah. know uh, – the big thing is Brady staying upright, but I don't think the Jets have the pass rush to uh, to scare him at all. Sure, absolutely. <clears throat> all right, uh, two two games that we sort of highlighted that we think are, are the games to talk about this week. It's kind of a week, like we said, week schedule. Um, Aaron Rodgers travels to Minnesota. Packers-Vikings. Kind of an important game, though, for both teams. Is Bradford playing? Uh, uh, I think Bradford is playing. That's going to be big. I, I don't know. Uh, you know, without Dalvin Cook. Division game. Yeah, Dalvin Cook out for, out for the, the year. Season, but they, they got to retire, uh, rely on Latavius Murray, um, who is not, I don't think, a, a kind of back that could carry the ball like Cook was carrying the ball 20-plus times. Uh, Packers are, are tough. Uh, on the road, they might have a letdown from that Dallas win. So I think the Vikings might, you know, steal one. Uh, but, you know, I, I don't know. The Vikings impressed me in week one. They haven't since... Um, I'm still pulling for the Packers on that one, but I think it might be close. Uh, I know the spread's only three. Green Bay give them three. But um, I think we might see the Vikings pull off uh, something because the Packers might be out of it from last week's thrilling win against Dallas. I mean, look, Vikings' defense is not bad. It's ranked seventh in the NFL. The offense isn't bad either. It's ranked ninth. Stephon you know, the Packers, Packers' offense is ranked 16th despite, you know, I look, I know it's Aaron Rodgers. I know it's Jordy Nelson, and I know it's Martellus Bennett. But this is not a horrible Vikings team, and they've been doing it without Bradford since that opening game, since week one. So, you know, they're in Minnesota. Green Bay's defense is really not great, and they're 22nd against the rush. Now, I know Minnesota doesn't have Dalvin Cook, so that's going to be problematic. I think Green uh, Bay wins the game, but I got to tell you, um, I don't. It's gonna be close. It's a division game. Packers are four and one. Vikings are three and two. I mean, this is this is a game that's gonna have an impact throughout the season. I think the Vikings are a team that'll be there all season. Yeah, we'll see. I think the Lions are a better team than the Vikings in that division, and the Bears are just bad. But um, I, I don't think the Packers are gonna have too much challenge in that division. The game tonight is Eagles Panthers, which is a pretty good game. Right, uh, two four and one teams. Um, two quarterbacks off to really good starts: Carson Wentz and uh, Cam Newton. Uh, Panthers are home. Panthers beat the Patriots. Um, so they each have only one loss. And I think Carson Wentz is going to be shown tonight as being one of the top quarterbacks in the league. And I agree. It's a great game for him to uh, for the for the whole. I actually have that see him. as part of our three game picks. Yeah, I have so the Eagles plus. That. Don't I, forget. Yeah, that's right. That. I have the Eagles plus three yeah, tonight right. for sure. Oh, so and then, Eagles. Yeah. And then we have um, the game that was, should have probably been a premier game going into the season. A little less now. Steelers at the Chiefs. I don't think anyone thought the Chiefs would be this good. I also don't think anyone thought the Steelers would be this bad. I know the Steelers' record doesn't necessarily reflect that. They had a but, bad week last week. Well, really they've got a lot of problems in that in that um, in the locker room. You know, and then there's you know Roethlisberger now is saying you know maybe he will retire again, and he's not the same guy anymore. I 
you know, the Steelers are three and two. The Chiefs come in five and zero. Oh. Arrowhead's tough to play as it is. Very tough to play. Going to be even tougher now with Alex Smith playing out of his mind. I don't think that's going to last all year, though. I, really the, I think he's the league MVP right now, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, know. I think it's close, but I okay, think you got to give it to yeah. Alex Smith. Season's a third over. Um, I think KC wins again uh, at home. They're really, really tough to beat. Uh, that's one of the teams I have in our in our three. You're given the what the three and a half. Yeah. This, so right? I have. Um, so I, as I said, I'm, I'm taking the Broncos, given nine against the Giants. I'm giving the Chiefs, given three and a half against the Steelers. And the last game that I have, and, uh, and what I think is an interesting game of the Rams against the Jaguars in Jacksonville, I have it as this is one of your picks. Right? Yeah, this is one of my picks. It's even. I'm going for the Rams. The Rams almost beat Seattle last week. Um, I think they're a legitimate team. I mean, and they almost won with bad games from Jared Goff and Todd Gurley. The Seahawks shut both of them down. But the Rams have a legitimate team. Their defense looked to me to be athletic and much better than they were last year. I think Gurley is a, is a dominant force, and Goff is a very good quarterback. Jacksonville, I just can't understand them. They look bad. They <laughs> That's look the NFL bad. this year. I can't they, understand anything. I mean, they look really bad. They look really good. Bortles is supposed to be horrible. Then he plays well. Um, Fournette goes crazy last week, uh, 100, what, 180 yards. Fournette's for real. He's for real. Um, they lost Allen Robinson, so their receivers are not as strong. They have Hearns. They have... I mean, it's it's a kind of thing that three and two is sitting on top or tied for the league in in, in the AFC South. Um, but are they legit? Um, I think the Rams are more of a legit team, and I've seen them a lot this year. I watched them. Um, I think they're they're going to be a team to be reckoned with down there in the West. I think they win this game. They're they're at Jacksonville. I think Gurley has a has a a big week uh, make up for last week. And watch the Rams as a possible wild card team in the in the NFC. Sean McVay, yeah, I, I told you, your guy, as your guy. I, I, I think I think they're a big surprise, and I keep going. I keep waiting for the Chargers to do something. No. They beat my Giants last week, no. but they look pretty bad. Yeah, that, I don't know what I was thinking that, early. How I don't, they were I don't be know either. Team. I don't know what I don't but know where they that just look. They just look. Dead. They didn't look good at all. They barely beat the Giants, which is not saying much. Last game that I have on my picks, um, I'm going to take the Lions over the Saints. Plus, I'm going to take the plus three on that. I'm curious how the the Lions are getting three, but they are. So I'm going to take it. Yeah, um, I think it's. A, I think they're a good football team. I think Stafford's you know the real deal. They have a, a moderate defense. I'm guessing that the, the three is probably because the game is in New Orleans. Wait, wait. Saints are given three. Saints are giving. Yeah, they the got Lions. Willie Sneed coming back. Another good receiver with Michael Thomas. Um, they're coming off a bye week. They might be fresh. They still have an explosive offense. Uh, by the yeah, way, they do. we they still have a terrible defense. We didn't though. mention anything but Adrian Peterson. Peterson traded. Yep. To the Arizona Cardinals. He was. Very, I don't think he has anything left. And the Cardinals uh, have a terrible offensive line. Uh, Cardinals. I mean, they're missing David Johnson. Chris Johnson didn't work out, so they let him go and right. going for a Pete to see if he could has anything left in the tank. I agree with you. I think. He really wants to play, but he's just not the same runner. But speaking of premier running backs, that leads us to the big news of the day today. Um, Ezekiel Elliott suspension reinstated by the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals. Huge, huge news in the NFL. Um, So if you're listening to this show, everybody, one thing to understand is that, um, you know, I'm a labor lawyer. So... This is right up my alley. This is what I do for a living. I handle collective bargaining, union issues, issues with employees. Um, and I remember when this case was first filed by the union, if you recall, the union filed their lawsuit in Texas before the arbitrator's decision came down. So there was a hearing. There was an arbitration, but they said, court, you have to issue an injunction. You have to shut this down now because any decision that's rendered is flawed because we were denied all sorts of process. And I said, 
um, I think I had talked about it on my anchor station on my that my other audio content, and I talked to a lot of colleagues that that was premature on the NFL players union part, and I thought it was a huge mistake because how can you have a decision or an injunction on a decision that hasn't happened yet? And the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals agreed with me, um, specifically stating that the case was being dismissed for what they call lack of subject matter jurisdiction, which means that the court didn't have the power to hear it in the first case, in the first place. They specifically say the NFLPA's lawsuit on Elliott's behalf was premature. Procedures provided for in the collective bargaining agreement between the NFL and the NFLPA were not exhausted. The parties contracted to have an arbitrator make a final decision. That decision had not yet been issued. So file that one under. I believe I had that. And I think the court got it right. My commentary on this from a legal perspective is that's a tremendous legal error by the players union who employ some of the top attorneys, labor lawyers in the United States from some of the top firms. I was astounded when they filed early. I'm astounded today that they didn't try to even correct it afterwards. So from a legal standpoint, I think this is a huge blow for the union. I thought it was a bad case for them to begin with. Whatever you think about what Elliot did or didn't do, at the end of the day, um, they were really trying to get a court to interpret the facts of the case, which is not going to happen in an arbitration. It's the Brady case is going to control. And whatever you think about Brady and Deflategate, um, the appellate court said, look, we're not going to comment on the facts. That's not our job. The arbitrator commented, and that's that's the way it's going to end up. So. So what does this mean for the Dallas Cowboys? I think it's huge, a huge blow for them. We talked about the Cowboys preseason, thought they were overrated, thought they'd slip. They've been slipping um, this season already. The two and three. Um, not, not good. I, I'd say I think they're in big trouble. For all you fantasy fans out there, do what I did really quickly. Pick up Alfred Morris because um, it's either going to be him or Darren McFadden, but I think Morris to take Elliott's place. So Elliott's going to miss, what is it, six, six games? Six games. So I'm starting immediately. They have a bye. This week that doesn't count, and then they hear the teams that, that they play for the next six uh, games: 49ers, Redskins, Chiefs, Falcons, Eagles, and Chargers. So four of those games are problematic, right? Um, and Redskins, then, and then Chiefs. He'll be back for the second Redskins game, Seattle, and then the last game against Philadelphia. Dallas is in trouble at two and three. You're right. We both spoke about it. I think it's a big loss for Elliott, even though he wasn't going to have the same kind of season as last season. But well, he's were, a huge part. Their of that running offense. game is just not going to be as strong. More pressure on, on, on Prescott. He's going to have to throw the ball more. He didn't have to throw the ball a lot last year. What a great luxury last year to have Elliott in the backfield, where Prescott can throw the ball 18 times, 20 times a, a game, and be effective and run. He's going to have to throw the ball more. More pressure on them. More pressure on the offensive line to protect. Um, Dallas is in trouble because the Eagles and the Redskins are better teams this year. Absolutely. Absolutely. And they, you know, sophomore slumps for both Prescott and Elliott. And now, um, you know, huge, huge blow for the Dallas Cowboys. So big decision in the labor law community, big decision in the National Football League. Be curious to see what the NFLPA and Elliott's lawyers do going forward. The smart decision would be to take the suspension because I don't see any legal way that Elliott is um, going to get out of this. Um, all right, everybody. I think that is going to wrap it up for tonight. I think so. So we got yeah. yeah so we got well. T- well, tonight's a big recap. sports night. We right. have uh, a, a great game. Game five: Nationals, Cubs, and and we have a good football game too. Eagles, Panthers. That's right. And then starting tomorrow night is the Astros, Yankees, American League Championship Series. I think the National League Championship Series: Dodgers against whomever wins tonight. Starting on Saturday, we've got a big weekend of football. 
Lots of stuff going on. We're going to be talking uh, Monday, Monday, Monday morning, morning. Fo- football like we do early, early, early morning. Talk about the games. There's always going to be some news. And uh, I'm sure by next Wednesday, there'll be a lot more baseball to talk about. Yeah, so a couple of things, everyone. Remember, if you want to get in touch with us, jmsportspodcast at gmail.com. Follow me on Instagram, at Melkins1. On Twitter, Melkins31175. Hit me up on the direct message on Instagram or on our Facebook page, at JM Sports Podcast. Tell us what you want to hear about. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, click that subscribe button. Please take a few moments and leave us a review. Um, that's it, everybody. Have a great night. Have a great sports week. And for those of you who never hadn't heard that Dave Henderson, Donnie Moore story before, it's it's really interesting. And you, and you can check it out even more. It was an interesting series, interesting game. And it put these two guys whose names you probably would not, we wouldn't be talking about today, in the spotlight because they faced each other and based upon what happened they each it each affected their lives absolutely absolutely all right everybody have a great week take care everyone we will talk to you monday morning see ya take care